Do you want to talk about books? Yeah. Hello, and welcome to A Well-Read Life. This is a place to share stories about good books and the reading life. I'm your host, Beth Jamison. Join me as I meander through my reading journey and discover the books that make up a well-read life. Before I start today's episode, I have one quick announcement. Moving forward, I'll be releasing episodes on Thursday mornings instead of Tuesdays. It just works a little bit better for my schedule, and hopefully it will eliminate the hiccups I've had lately with rescheduling. So look out for new episodes on Thursday mornings going forward. I'm back today with a new episode. This week, I'm sharing some of the books I read this fall. So it's a sort of fall reading recap. And these are books I have not shared on the podcast yet. A couple of the books I'm hoping to do full episodes about in the new year because I love them so much. And they were definitely some of my favorite books of 2022. But other than that, these are just a little behind the scenes of some of the books I read on my own time. I read a quite a few Rumor Garden books this fall. She's one of my favorite authors. And if you have listened to the podcast for a while, you know I've done a full episode of her book In This House of Breed, which is one of my favorite books of all time. If you haven't read it, please go and get a copy and read it ASAP. It is a beautiful story. I cannot recommend it highly enough. And it's especially poignant around the time of Lent. That's when I first read it. And I think it's a wonderful book to read during that time in the church year. So the first Rumor Garden book I read this fall was Five for Sorrow, Ten for Joy. Now, this is a book I had never read before, and I'd wanted to. I found a copy at a thrift store a few years ago, and this is another one of Rumor Garden's convent books. She wrote Black Narcissus before her conversion. She wrote In This House of Breed right before she converted as she was um, coming into the church, and Five for Sorrow, Ten for Joy after she had been a believer for some time. I don't want to say too much about this book now because I'm planning to feature it in January or February. I'll have to see. But I just wanted to give a little bit of a plug for it because I loved it so much. I actually read this book for my church's book club. And as I mentioned, it's another story about a convent by Rumor Godden. But where In This House of Breed goes into depth about life in the convent, Five for Sorrow, Ten for Joy tells the story of the main character's life before she takes her vows and becomes a nun. It's the story of Lise Fanshawe, a British expat in Paris who has spent decades as a high-end prostitute and madam, which <laughs> that sounds pretty racy, but this is not a tawdry book and it's not salacious in any way. It is a, just a beautiful book on redemption and just what God can do in restoring and healing someone's life. So after a harrowing series of events in Lisa's life, she feels God calling her to a vocation as a sister at a convent. And this is a very special convent that I will talk more about when I feature it on the podcast. Like I said, I just don't want to share too much now because I want to do a whole episode on it because really there's just so much, so many layers to this story. So grab a copy and read it if you get the chance and listen in in the new year when I do a full length episode on 
this wonderful book. The next book I read by Rumor Godden was Mouse House. This is a sweet children's story about a mouse finding a house in a dollhouse. It's a longer picture book and the illustrations are just lovely. It would be great as a read aloud or an early reader for young children. I actually gave this book as a gift for one of my daughter's friends for her birthday. And as I said, it's just a delightful, sweet little story. I followed it up with Mouse Wife, and it's not related to Mouse House, but it is also about a mouse. It's a very sweet and tender story about the friendship between a young mouse wife and an injured bird. Again, it has lovely illustrations, and the story is moving and deep. I love that Rumor Godden never sacrifices depth and nuance in her children's stories. This is just a hallmark of her writing. She writes layered stories, which can be enjoyed by both child and adult. And she has the utmost respect for her child readers, which if you've been around for a while, you know, I have high regard for that. And I love when a writer does that in children's stories. Finally, to round off my rumor garden binge, I read The Kitchen Madonna. This is I found at our local library, and I was there one day with my daughter and looking, of course, at the, the shelves for rumor garden books. It was in the children's section, and this book caught my eye. It's the story of a brother and sister in London who try to find an icon for their Ukrainian maid in order to help her feel a little less homesick. I loved this story so much. I was very surprised at how much I enjoyed reading it. It was actually a book that I read. And at one point, I gasped out loud because I was so surprised by what happened in the story. And of course, it just made me laugh a little bit because I was so caught up in what was happening in the story. It's a story about love and sacrifice and also about the gift of beauty, something that is very dear to my heart. It would be a wonderful read aloud for elementary age children, but it can just as well be enjoyed by adults. Like I said, I loved this book. It really has that rumor god magic to it. I will say the illustrations are not my favorite, but even considering that, I love this book enough to overlook it. The illustrations do not detract from the story. This would also be a wonderful book to read at Christmas or during Advent. It doesn't specifically take place around that time, that season, but the feel and the heart of the story feel very appropriate for Christmas and Advent. Well, that's all of my rumor garden books that I read this past season. Another book I read was The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis. It was for one of my book clubs, and it was my first time to read it in its entirety. I had started this book decades ago after I came back from Libri Fellowships in Switzerland. That's when I was going through my whole reading resurgence and and trying to read everything that I could just put my hands on. And C.S. Lewis was one of the writers that I binged on at the time. I went through his space trilogy and or Ransom Trilogy, as some call it. And then The Great Divorce was one that I picked up. I read his essays and and other other works, but I never finished it. So I was really glad that it was a pick for one of my book clubs because it gave me the impetus to finally read the book. And I enjoyed the story, but I have to do a little disclaimer. I think I need to reread it to fully appreciate it because it was a little overshadowed by the book I'm going to talk about next. I was reading both of them at the same time, 
And this book that I'm going to talk about next was just riveting. And I did not want to read anything else but it. And I was so caught up in the emotion of the story and the characters that I had a harder time getting into The Great Divorce. I think it's because The Great Divorce does not have the the human element that this next book does. It was a little bit more reined in with emotion, even though a lot is happening in the story. It's a very short book. It didn't have as much of the visceral element as the next book. And I I feel like this is unfair of me to even make this semi-comparison because I don't want to say that it was not a good book because that's not the point of this episode to compare and contrast two different books. I guess I'm just trying to flounder my way through to explain why I think I need to do a reread to fully appreciate the story. If you haven't read it, The Great Divorce is about souls taking a holiday to heaven in hopes that they will permanently choose heaven. It shows the hope and redemption they are offered there, but also the struggles they face with that last holdout to sin and vices. It's a brief, quick read, and I really do hope to reread it in the next year or so because I want to give it a chance to read it on its own and not in comparison to another book that I'm reading at the time. My husband loves this book and he was a little shocked that I couldn't get into it at at this time. But as you know, I have had many times where I wasn't wowed by a book on the first reading. And the second time that I read it, I was absolutely in love with it. So I want to give The Great Divorce its due and give it a reread and see what my second impression is of the book. Now for the book that overshadowed it. It is The Devil's Advocate by Morris West. This book is a contender for my favorite book of the year. I loved my whole reading experience with this book, and I'm planning to do a full-length episode about it in the next couple of months because, like I've said, I've loved it so much. Now, I had never heard of Morris West before, but I was at one of my local used bookstores recently, and I did something out of the usual for me. And I just looked, browsed the shelves and didn't have anything that I was looking at in particular. And this book caught my eye. And the reason that it caught my eye is that it is the same spine as In This House of Breed. So it's by the same publishing house that reprinted In This House of Breed. So immediately I felt like I could trust this book because This publishing company had published In This House of Breed, republished it. So I plucked it off the shelf and I just read the back summary and just made a impulse decision and decided to just buy it just on the description alone. The Devil's Advocate is a story of a dying priest who is sent to a rural Italian village to investigate a man for possible sainthood. He is sent from the Vatican in order to do this investigation. And he is supposed to dig up any dirt, look for any flaws in the man's life that he's investigating. The man has has passed away and he is a little bit of a jaded priest and more going through the motions. And his relationship with God is very pragmatic and he is not one for believing in miracles, unfortunately. And I just don't want to say too much because I really can't wait to do an episode about this. 
I really want to say the bulk of the story for a full length episode, but I will say really well drawn out characters. It is very rich story. It's a nuanced study of human nature. It is beautiful and tragic. The ending was so much more tragic than I expected. I do have to give a disclaimer. There was a part that I I wasn't happy with something that happened at the end. I wish that it had ended differently in this one spot, but it is still a wonderful picture of Christian love and charity, and it doesn't give easy answers. These are very imperfect people peppering the book, but it is a book worth reading and meditating on. It will definitely be a book that I will reread and, of course, do an episode on, and I am going to be recommending it to many friends and family in real life, as well as you. The last book I'll share is The Genesis of Gender by Abigail Favalli. This is another book I read from my church's book club. And it was recommended on the podcast by Katie Marquette when she was a guest talking about motherhood and reading. It's a book that takes a look at a very difficult subject in our society. I really have enjoyed reading it and studying the book. It's not perfect, but it is very much worth reading and digesting and discussing, especially the second chapter that dives into the story of Genesis. It is such a beautiful chapter, and I would recommend any Christian reading it. It's a beautiful portrait of the gift of marriage and what God has intended for man and woman to enjoy. And that rounds out all of the books that I read in the fall. It's not that many. considering there were others that I had for the podcast, but I am a big proponent of slower reading and taking your time and enjoying a story and not necessarily rushing through books or book list, but meandering and enjoying the time spent with each book. I hope that you will take a little bit of time to read some of these books. I will include links in the show notes And I would love to hear your thoughts if you happen to read them. Well, that's all for this week. I'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. In the meantime, if you'd like to connect, you can find me on Instagram at wellreadbeth. And if you've enjoyed today's episode and the podcast in general, would you consider leaving a rating or review? It's just a small way you can help other people find the podcast. Well, happy reading. Until next time.